The following podcast contains spoilers for Delicatessen. You have been warned. everybody and welcome back to Keystone Film Reviews. I'm your host Glenjamin Button along with your host Glenjamin Bouton. <laughs> I know I just realized I said my name twice but I didn't yes, mean you did. to. I definitely meant to say Miguel me gusto. Yeah. It's a we. How did I say? I don't know how to like, pr- pronounce that in more in of a French, French, French way. Miguel uh, me gusto. Monsieur Michel. <laughs> Meanwhile your name is in Spanish. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, how, how you doing, Glenn? <laughs> hey, buddy. How, well, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm neither French nor Spanish, but uh, here we yeah. are. Literally the whitest breed of person you could find. Yeah, literally all, all Scandinavian and English, really, mm-hmm. and a little bit Actually, of German. I guess I am less less uh, white than you. Somehow. Which uh, Germans are famously or infamously, if you will, white. Wait. So, so we're uh, yeah. White. Literally everything <laughs> I am is white. Okay. And, I got uh, a little Native American in me, but I can't. Uh, I feel slight guilt every time I eat a burrito. Let's just say that. But, <laughs> Never feel guilt for Taco Tuesday. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's not that big of a guilt. I still do it. Uh, hey, it's, hey, I got, a, I got a question for you. Have, hey, you, hey, uh, have you seen any movies since we last talked that you want to discuss real quick? I haven't seen a goddamn thing. Why am I not surprised? I'm not surprised myself. That's your mo. It's literally all I do well, is nothing. Since you don't have anything to talk about, I'm just going to run through everything that I watch because it's only about five movies. Uh, I watch Just Mercy uh, starring Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, Brie Larson, that movie about that lawyer trying to mm-hmm. help that guy wrongfully co- convicted get off of uh, death row and things happen. Then I saw that Nicolas Cage movie, Color Out of Space. Have you seen the trailer for this? I actually didn't. In fact, I didn't even hear about it until like two days after I saw that you saw it. It is fucking bananas, man. It, is it? it I, mean, I it's, expect it's, nothing less from not only Nick Cage, but... H.P. Lovecraft? Yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, I mean, it's all like body horror shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I watched it with a, a co-worker and, and we were just like... We we both really enjoyed it, but we were just kind of like talking about how fucking ridiculous it is the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a good movie. I suggest uh, checking it out if you get a chance. Absolutely. At the very least, it's a visual, very visual masterpiece ish yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, uh, then I watched the death of Dick Long, which is quite possibly the greatest. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I just let it go. <laughs> what what's that? Some somebody got my documentary out there. Damn it. Are you dead? I I feel it. No, but it's 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 uh, a film by one half of the directors of Swiss Army Man, um, Daniel Shiner. Uh, yeah, of Dan and Dan fame of the Daniels, um, and yeah, it's it's all right. Uh, it's not as good as Swiss Army Man, but mm-hmm. I I still enjoyed it. It was it was really funny. Uh, just rednecks trying to get away with a um, accidental murder kind of thing. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's, it's really funny. Then I saw Notorious, which is an Alfred Hitchcock, John. Um, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, always good. This one. Yep. Not- I, for a second there, I thought you were talking about Notorious B.I.G. No. <laughs> Caitlin asked that, too. She's like, didn't that come out like a few years ago? No. No, it did not. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
a movie called Notorious came out a yeah. few years ago, but actually it was 10 years ago. Cheese, time flies. Yeah, what uh, is time? And then I saw Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, which surprised the hell out of me. I had a lot of fun watching this one, and I think you would too, Glenn. I, I, I actually you. didn't know that even came out yet. Yeah, it came out this past Friday. Uh, it is Isn't it kind incredible of, that I work in a movie theater? <laughs> I know. I, I you're, You honestly make me ashamed to know you. <laughs> I just um, fix things, Mike. <laughs> no, but it's it's really Guy Ritchie kind of going back to his old style, which I really That's appreciate. Exactly, is what he needed. Yeah, it is. After all the flops he's had lately, uh, unfortunately, this will probably also be a flop. But like, it is really good. I, it's got I, a great I, cast. Yeah, yeah, it's got uh, Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding. Uh, I can I just say I love seeing Henry Golding not being the hot piece of ass in a rom com. <laughs> like he, for the longest time, it's just oh, he's the guy, he's the the hot British Asian man that just makes all the ladies swoon. And yeah. uh, and this and gentlemen. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, and how was uh, how was Colin Farrell in it too? Colin Farrell's great in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah, every the, the entire cast is strong. There's not a weak one among them. Yeah. Um, they all have like very defined characters, and and yeah, it's it's a great great movie. I highly suggest it to anyone who hasn't seen it. Well, now that I know, I probably will. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that does it for the movies I saw this week. Uh, Glenn, I believe you had a piece of news you want to discuss. It's I really do our have only a piece our of only news. piece of news. So, uh, well, let's get to it. All right. Uh, going through the interwebs, uh, I think I think this came out twenty seventh. Today's the twenty ninth. Uh, yeah, like on Monday. Um, came across this on Monday and got super upset. I was like, God, 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 damn it! Why are they doing this to me? So, as uh, most of you may or may not know, one uh, one of my favorite movies, if not literally my favorite movie, is The Thing from John Carpenter. And an article came out said Universal is remaking The Thing. With new content from the original novel. I mean, uh, at first I was really pissed off, but then I started actually reading the novel. So it, it it's like it, as soon as like you see remake and the thing, you instantly get pissed off. But more or less, this article is about uh, Blumhouse gaining the rights to uh, be able to make uh, the, uh, more of a book adapted movie from uh who goes there and frozen hell yeah um so I mean, it's more the original, gonna be a, yeah the original the things a remake of a 50s movie right yeah the thing so, from another world yeah and they're all based on the book so uh, i i definitely i mean it's still a little upsetting but if they're gonna be if they're going in trying to make like a different adaptation maybe more uh yeah because the adaptation. thing the Thing, uh, 1982, uh, was remade in 2011 with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Joel Edgerton. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I this was before I became actually a, a big film guy. I actually enjoyed it. I loved it. And then I realized later how much of a hot garbage mess it was and not <laughs> good it was. I haven't seen that one. Uh, I mean, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Joel Edgerton are great, but other than that, the movie's... Uh, takes away from the 1982 version which was practical effects which literally yeah. made the movie i mean other than the great acting in it as well um <laughs> everything was cgi in that movie um so oh, when yeah. i saw this article i got even more upset i'm like they, they they fucking did that already but i guess that was technically a prequel so yeah. i mean this this could be good this could be bad uh, remakes are gonna come no matter what 
So, I mean, hopefully it's good. That's, that's yeah. really all I have to say. I am cautiously optimistic about it. Uh, I'm not as big of a fan of the thing as you are, but I am definitely tired of remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we've discussed this in more of just another adaptation than a remake. And, if you and will, seeing but. Blumhouse um, more scares me often than not. Sometimes yeah. I know they may have, they've made great movies. I can't deny that. But those are usually some, because of the director, though, not because of Blumhouse. Yeah, like Jordan so, Peele's movies or yeah. So um, like it's it usually scares me when I see their name attached to most projects. Yeah, and uh, I mean I'm not gonna lie, uh, I'm scared right now. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully they get some good work, uh, some good talent on it, and hopefully they stick stay away from Carpenters. You know, like. Let's try to keep it more original on their end instead yeah. of trying to take work from Carpenter. In yeah, like way. if they, if th- he wanted nothing to do with a sequel. Yeah, still doesn't. If if they try to do something different and don't pay like any fan service to the original, mm-hmm. like make it your own thing. Don't don't try to cater to fans of the original. Exactly. The ones who really know what they want don't want that, and the ones who kind of want to see it. They'll go see it anyway, so like, no need yeah. for fan service. That's that's all. That's all I got. So let's get into our review of Delicatessen. Apocalyptic surrealist black comedy about the landlord of an apartment building who occasionally prepares a delicacy for his odd tenants. That is Delicatessen, written and directed by Marco Caro and Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Uh, it is starring Dominique, P- Dominique Pignon, Marie-Laura Donon, Jean-Claude Dreyfus, and Karen Viard. I probably butchered those names. Um, just say it sounded good, at least. Yeah, I, I tried to put a little of that that peanut butter. A little bit of that stank that on it. D- d- Donne. <laughs> <laughs> and all of French Canadian. There we go. <laughs> and France is tuned out. I apologize if I offended anyone. Uh, I'm mainly making fun of myself and not you guys. Um, but yeah, this is a, a, a French film from 1991. Uh, it's won many awards. It's brought up. It kind of has a little bit of a cult following, which is kind of kind of what I wanted to watch it. A lot of my film friends have been like, "Hey, have you seen Delicatessen? You should watch Delicatessen." And it's been one of those movies that I put off for a, a, a long while. Uh, so I, I I wanted to check it out, and I saw there was on Amazon Prime, so I checked it out. All right. Yeah, here um, we are. And, and you're making me check it out as well. I, I made you check it out. Speaking of which, what did you think? First reactions, Glenn. <laughs> this is actually perfect that you would ask such a question mm-hmm. on this podcast. What did I think? <laughs> Have you ever seen a movie? Right? Okay. I have seen a movie, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> that was a 90s movie trailer personified into <laughs> a whole movie. <laughs> Yes, I have. That is delicatessen to a 
T. And it is hilarious for it. Um, it, it took me a minute to actually get into the movie. I'm not yeah. going to lie. But um, overall, I think I really enjoyed it and how more or less batshit it was. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just the, all the things going on in it. Um, yeah, I thought it was really funny. All the actors were great. Um, <laughs> the, the, the the dad, the butcher, uh, is such a character of a human being. Just the yeah. faces he would make and the way he would act and stuff. Yeah, I, I thought uh, he was... that's actor Jean-Claude Dreyfus. Yeah. Uh, no relation to um, Richard Dreyfus as far as I uh, am aware of. Um, but yeah, he, he was great. He definitely is. He was the one that I was referring to that just looks French. Yeah. Um, and him, you weren't lying. They all look real French. Yeah, specifically Jean-Claude Dreyfus and Dom- Dominique Pignon, who mm-hmm. plays uh, the, the main character. Yeah. Um, they they're so incredibly French, and that's not like a knock on them. I mean, most no. French people are good looking, um, but like you know, you you see cartoons like Looney Tunes cartoons of that take place in France, and they're characters of what French people look like, and it is these people. Obviously, these people look more realistic than cartoons. So I'm not saying that they look like cartoons, but like they are. French people personified in in my opinion Uh, and that could be like a subconscious thing like they're they're both pretty famous uh, French actors um, as far as you know over here like uh, uh, Dominique Pignon was in Alien Resurrection Uh, he was in Amelie Um, and then uh, Jean-Claude Dreyfus he was in uh, Fitzcarraldo and A Very Long Engagement like movies that have come over here um but yeah, the the thing that I love most about this is in such a bleak plot. It's essentially about this this uh, um, butcher who owns an apartment building who hires maintenance people to kill them to feed his starving tenants. As a maintenance um, guy, this scared the shit out of me. <laughs> that's what Pete's got, <laughs> got you in for. Uh, but it it finds humor in like the weirdest ways, like it, it, in. <clears throat> There's two scenes in particular I'm thinking of, uh, both involving bed springs. The first one is uh, a couple having sex, and f- people start, like, hear the bed springs going and start doing things to the tempo of the bed mm-hmm. springs, which, like, again, is like a very beaten, French thing. Beating rugs or. Yeah, beating rugs, playing cello, like uh, painting the ceiling. Um, and then later on, when the maintenance guy is trying to fix said bed spring. <laughs> He's trying to figure out oh, which yeah. bed springs the squeaky one, mm-hmm. and there's this this TV show playing that's playing like a, a song, and he starts like bouncing to the beat along yep. with the person whose bed it is. Two are just sitting on the bed, like kind of more or less bouncing up and down, sitting on it. It's 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 a really funny scene. It kind of makes me. It reminds me of what Charlie Chaplin would do with sound. You know, like he he. It's it's a very, um, 
like it itself is not funny, but everything building together and just how long that's, that's it goes a good on for it. I like that. Yeah, is is, is very very funny, and I, I laughed a lot, especially when they were uh, like trying to fix the bed spring, trying to figure out which one it is. Just the faces he was making, yeah, looking movie, left and looking right. This movie had a lot of good, uh, more or less, uh, montages like that. Yeah. They were just really funny moments that lasted for a good good couple mm-hmm. minutes. They were they were just great. Yeah. I think my favorite character was the woman who kept setting up these <laughs> these things to kill herself. I, what, what's that word? Like they're like it's like dominoes kind of, but um she would set it up to like where something would happen to make her like kill herself instead yeah. of her actually just killing herself. Yeah. I don't know what the word for it is. There, there is a word for it. But she wouldn't it. just do it herself. She would want it to happen somehow to her. Rube Goldberg machine. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's what it is. Like it, it, Where like a lot of inanimate objects are set mm-hmm. up. Um, she, she creates these Rube Goldberg machines to kill herself and something goes wrong. Um, like something so little as the power goes out right when a, a lamp is about to fall in the bath she made for herself. And it's, it's just so funny because like... I don't know. It's just it's just bleak and dark, but yeah, well, the way she, it's edited is just hilarious. The and, whole thing at the uh, is like she's being like fake haunted by ghosts. Like somebody's yeah. somebody's fucking with her through the pipes and like making it seem like there's a ghost that's trying to tell her to kill herself. Yeah, and she keeps which is se- fucked up. But it's yeah, funny. it's absolutely <laughs> fucked up. So she's setting up these ways not to like legitimately do it herself, but find like a rude Goldberg machine to kill her. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, she's got like seven different ways at once to kill herself. Yeah, and like she's taking pills. She's going to hang herself. She's got a shotgun pointed at her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's got like a, she's got Molotov cocktail and the, yeah. and the gas in the oven is running. And Holy none shit. Of it, none, <laughs> none of it, of it works. works. <laughs> it's, it's really dark humor, but it was just really funny. Yeah. To see it not actually play out in her her own way. Yeah, definitely. And I I just loved just the performances in this movie and how mm-hmm. how over the top everything was, but it fit the world so well that it didn't feel like they were chewing the scenery. It just kind of felt like these are these people in this post apocalyptic world where you can't even there's so much pollution you can't even see like twenty feet away from your your uh, current position. Um, and it's it's just creepy and funny and dark and wonderful. I loved like everything about it. Like I, I really don't have any complaints that I can think of right now about it. Yeah, like like I said, it only it took me a little bit to get into it. Like actually sit down and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more or less my own fault than it was the movie's fault. Uh, I think the mold the mole men were really funny. Yeah, the mole men. Um, yeah. <laughs> I forget what they were actually called, but ah, uh, yeah, I forget. But they too. were basically just mole men. They were living in the sewers and stuff like that. And each scene they were in, that's what they called ah, them, yes. troglodytes. Uh, but each scene they were in was just actually really funny. Yeah, it's like they were like cartoon characters. Yeah, it, it's it really is just like a live action cartoon, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. And um. You know, I, I kind of want to look for these this guys, these directors, other works to see mm-hmm. if they're any good. Um, I think, yeah, it doesn't look like they've done anything that at least has come over here. Um, I could be wrong about that, but yeah. it's it's definitely 
opened my eyes to their work and I, I kind of want to see if any of their other works that haven't come over here match up with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, during, during the movie, there was the the one actress, the one main actress, uh, Marie Luara Dunak. I'm not even, not even sorry. But Marie uh, Luara Dunak. She looked like the spitting image of a person that I knew, and it freaked me out the <laughs> that, whole time. That's always freaky when that happens. Like, what is happening? Except yeah. for she wasn't blonde, but still, it was really weird. Oh, well, I, I just looked it up. Uh, one of the directors, um, Jean-Pierre Jeunet, he directed uh, Amelie yeah. and... Mick Max, which makes Mick Max is really good. I, I want you to watch that at some point. Okay. But uh, yeah, at least one half of the directors has done a lot of uh, cool I still have to watch Amelie. Amelie's really great, too. I think um, I started it, but never got to finish it. Yeah, but you can definitely tell in the tone. Both of those movies are a little bit lighter, but they still got that, that same style, mm-hmm. um, which I can only describe as a very French style. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. In a good way. Like, I'm not knocking it. It's, it's just... I really enjoy the films of his that I've seen. Absolutely. To Le Jugement, also known as The Judgment. Here we go. <laughs> um, and now so they're all gone. After we discuss movies, we decide whether or not they make it onto the KFR shelf. It must go on by unanimous decision. That means the two of us must agree. Uh, if it goes on the KFR shelf and becomes a ever wanted shelf boy, ever needed, ever, I don't know. I forget the word I was going to use. Everlasting. Everlasting shelf boy. Oh, that actually sounds um, great. <laughs> <laughs> Everlasting Shelf Boy. <laughs> uh, so I love this movie. I really have no complaints about it. It, it exceeded my expectations as to what it was going to be, just from how my friends uh, explained it to me. They did a good job of not overhyping it, but telling me mm-hmm. that I should have urgency in watching it, which I absolutely did not have urgency in watching it, but I kind of wish I did. Um, so I'm going to say yes, it deserves to be on the KFR shelf and be a Shelf Boy. Oh. Uh- Take this movie with a croissant and put it on the shelf, boys. <laughs> a croissant? A croissant. Ah, uh, yes. So, Delicatessen makes it onto the KFR shelf after three episodes without a shelf, I believe. I believe, yeah. Uh, something it's like that. a long streak for no um, reason. But yeah, we, we got a, us a shelf, boy. Uh, that brings us to plugs, which... I incorrectly say Glenn goes first here. I believe I go first. You this do is go my first. episode. So my plug for this week is going to be a featurette on the making of 1917. Uh, most of you, if you've been to a Regal Theater in the past three months, have seen the shortened version of this. Uh, the shortened version is like two, three minutes. This one is a whopping 12 minutes long on, I believe it's on many different uh, channels, uh, so if you just type in 1917 featurette and get the one that's like 11.53, 11 minutes, 53 seconds long, uh, I'm currently looking at it on Entertainment One UK. 
but it is just a long feature that kind of goes into more depth about how they did it than was shown in Regal Cinemas. After finishing the last Bond movie, I wanted to try and find something that I've never done before. And I kept reading scripts and there was nothing that I wanted to do. And eventually my agent and Pippa, who's producing this movie, said, why don't you just write your own script? And I made a lot of fuss about, oh, I don't write, you know. They said, just, just try. This film is very much Sam's passion project. It's a thing that he had in his mind for a number of years and was just looking for a way to get the chance to make it. But it is it is a fascinating documentary or you know behind yeah. the scenes feature. At, yeah, how upset um, I was when I found out they finally put that in IMAX because I didn't see it in IMAX. I kind of want to go see it in IMAX. I feel like I really appreciated 1917. Yeah, uh, I was a little disappointed that the story wasn't as a technical movie. Technically, technical technically it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, story wise, it's good. It's just mm-hmm. I, it's things you've seen before. Yeah. But this featurette really put, puts into perspective, especially the scene, uh, the set design. Yeah. Because there was a part where they showed the set design and it blew my goddamn mind, mm-hmm. Glenn. I cannot tell you. Technical it blew spe- my mind. I don't use that word lightly. Technical spectacle. Technical spectacle. Uh, so, yeah, that is the 1917 featurette uh, on YouTube. Uh, the one I'm looking at is Entertainment One UK, but I'm sure if you just type it in, you can find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make sure you watch it. Um, all, right. all right, well, for me, uh, mine's going to segue kind of nicely, but uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not. His name was Mystery Guitar Man on YouTube. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, if you go through his videos, he has obviously a clear understanding of great music, and he works very, 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 very hard on his uh, his videos for YouTube. Um and yeah, I suggest everybody go check those out. He's got some I mean, really good they've ones. They've got over 6,000 instruments. Let's play. But the segue that leads into my movie so oh if, so uh, 1917 feature and mystery guitar guy dude man mm-hmm mystery all guitar right. man so what is your pick for us to watch next week Len? all right so this movie came out in uh, 2019 so i'm kind of upset um but i don't care uh <laughs> i think it was it's more or less 2018 is when it actually came out so we get the year of review. So I think we're lucky on that. It actually came out 2018 now that I'm looking at it. So we're good. Um, so Joe Penna, otherwise known as Mystery Guitar Man from YouTube, uh, made a movie with Moss Mickelson. Ooh. Uh, named Arctic, which I really wanted to see when I was in Virginia and for some god-awful reason didn't. Um, I don't know if it was... I think it came out in February, so there really was no reason I didn't see it. But I didn't get to see it, and I wanted to see it. So, here we are. Um, Arctic, a man stranded in the Arctic, uh, after a plane crash, must decide whether to remain in the safety of his makeshift camp or, or to embark on a deadly trek through the unknown. Squeeze like this, squeeze. Yeah, that's good. 
Obviously, when I saw uh, Moss Mickelson, um, why don't I keep changing his name? It's so weird. Um, <laughs> obviously, I was on board, and then I realized who the director was. I just saw the name Joe Penna, and I was like, that name sounds really stupid familiar. Mm -hmm. And on YouTube, it was Mr. Guitar Man. So I was like, holy shit, what has he been doing the last several years? And obviously, uh, here it is. Yeah. Literally, he literally had a uh, Reddit thread where he was answering uh, questions, and people were asking the same question, like, what were you doing the last few years? He's like, just trying to make this goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah, really. People don't realize how long it takes to make movies. Yeah. Uh, I, I just saw an article, Ben Zeitlin, who directed Beasts of the Southern Wild, hasn't made a movie since then, mm -hmm. uh, and he has a movie coming out called Wendy this year, and it, uh, there's a video that I plan on watching after this called, uh, it said, why did it take Wendy eight years to be made? Um, yeah, people really don't realize how long it can take to get a movie off the ground. Yeah, he was um, he was really trying to make this movie, and uh, obviously, it yeah. finally did. That's that's kind of awesome. I like it when people like when Bo Burnham made Eighth Grade. I was totally uh -huh. on board for that. Um, I don't think anyone will be as successful at it as Bo Burnham was, but yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to see this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it actually turned out. I'm trying not to actually look at the ratings here, but uh, it was one that I really wanted to see, and obviously Moss is always cool. great, and pretty much he really seems to be, I'm not going to say the only person in it, but obviously he's stranded in the Arctic, so yeah, there's not going to be many people. So where can we watch that again? Uh, that is going to be on Amazon Prime. I feel like we haven't showed enough love to Prime. I think we yeah, mainly they, go to Netflix, I, so been, I tried I've to. I've been feeling Amazon Prime a lot lately. Yeah. They, got, they got some good stuff on there. So I've been so, trying to mingle my way over there. Yeah. Arctic is available on Amazon Prime. That is our movie assignment for next week. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review, Facebook, Keystone Film Review. On Twitter, we are Keystone underscore film. Uh, we have our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And I promise that is all the social media things we have. I know I, it's a lot, but... Uh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as always, enjoy your movie watching, and we'll talk to you next week. What's, what's goodbye in French? Bon, au revoir. Bonsoir. I'll, I'll let you stick to that. <laughs> Bye, Bye. <laughs>